Welcome into Devori Darkens Live. This show is all about helping you get what you want out of life. It's recorded, so yes, you can go back and you can watch this and re-listen to it on our Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Apple platforms. Also, Monday through Friday, we show up here every day uh, to show you how to discover your purpose, how to change your mindset, how to get what you want out of life. And today's show is going to be one of those shows that you will look back and say, you know what? It is absolutely possible for you to live the life that you want because we're going to talk about this problem of overthinking. So many people have asked me, and I actually haven't, and I can't believe it, I haven't even had a show dedicated to this. So I'm excited, I'm excited to finally get there with this, uh, really help you guys stop the overthinking. So if you're just joining me for the very first time and you're wondering what this is all about, again, this is about helping you get what you want out of life. In order to do that, you have to change your mindset. Well, in order to change your mindset, you need to learn how to think. Well, what stops a person from thinking for themselves? They overthink everything. So that's what today's show is all about. We're going to make it very simple and practical for you to finally do something about this. Now, I am a person who's definitely had my periods of overthinking things all the time. And I can't tell you if I could just look back. I always can remember the times that I was overthinking because it led to what? More anxiety frustration, procrastination, fear, right? It, feeling like I'm unproductive, I'm not getting anything done, but I'm busy. That's because a person's overthinking. So I get it. It's a frustrating thing. And the great part about it, there's things that you can do to stop it. And that's what we're going to go over today. So no matter what's going on with you, if you feel like you overthink things, then the steps I'm going to lay out today, uh, you might want to consider following because it might just make a difference for you. Now, during the show, if you feel like anything I said uh, resonated with you, uh, what do you do in return? You hit the like button. You, you subscribe to the channel. That's how you can show your support uh, for what we're doing here. Okay. Now, obviously, if you're on TikTok, you already know what to do. You've got to double tap the screen. All right. So where do we start? There's nothing more frustrating for you than overthinking every decision that you face. Every decision you face, you're overthinking it. There's nothing more frustrating than that because that's the last thing you want to deal with. You want to keep moving. You want to keep making progress, right? You want to be successful. You don't want to feel this anxiety or overwhelm. You don't want to feel like that. But what's really causing that? The problem, the problem on why this is happening, because you haven't developed the habit of self-control. And I'm going to give you some things to do. How do you get in control of yourself? How should you respond? How should you, or what should you do when, you know, you're overthinking everything? What are some things you can do that doesn't really require any of your time? I'm going to give you some ins and outs. And I really believe it's going to make a huge difference for you. Now, if you're a person 
that's guilty of overthinking all the time, let me know in the comment section. If you're a person that whenever you're faced with a decision, you overthink the decision and what's going on, let me know. And here's the thing. It's not your fault. It's not that something's broken within you. It's none of that. It's just that you have to start understanding what to do differently. That's it. That's all you have to do. It's understanding every single show that we do. One of the main intentions is to leave you understanding what to do. Because knowledge doesn't mean anything if you don't understand it. You don't know how to apply it. And so that's what we're looking for today. My expectation today is you'll leave feeling and, and understanding, okay, here's what I got to do. Here's what's really going on. That's what this is all about today. So if you're a person who's been overthinking, take out your pen and your pad. Now, where I want to start, uh, again, is the issue. We're not taught how to have self-control. You weren't taught how to have self-control. You were taught how to speak the English language. You were taught how to tie your shoe. But did anybody really teach you self-control? Did anybody ever teach you how to relax? What does relax even mean? Most people know the word, but do they really understand it? Have they really experienced relaxation in their life? Well, in today's world, I'd say majority of people don't even know what it feels like to be relaxed. Why? Because they're going 100 miles an hour. They're constantly distracted. They're always on their phone, right? They're always stimulated. They're not really relaxed. The only time they get relaxed is when they're sleeping. That's it. Why am I bringing up this point of self-control and not knowing how to relax? Because these are the culprits to overthinking. How can you get in control of yourself if you don't have any self-control, if you don't even know how? How can you think for yourself if you're not calm and relaxed? Think about it. You know, it's kind of like you ever, you know, you were pouring. Um, now, let's see if I can describe this in the right way. Um, let's say you're having to pour a glass of orange juice in your plastic bottle. And the top of the bottle, obviously, the diameter of the hole is, is smaller, right? So it's not a wide mouth, so to speak, plastic bottle. Maybe it's a plastic bottle you're going to take to the gym so you have your juice or pre-workout that you like to consume before you work out. Well, obviously, this is why they created funnels, right? So you could pour the juice and it would naturally fall in the thing. Well, sometimes you don't have that on you, right? So you've got to still pour your liquid in your plastic bottle. Well, what's required to make sure you don't spill it all over the place? You need to be relaxed. You need to have self-control over your hands. You need to be focused in the moment when you're pouring the liquid into your plastic bottle. If you're not focused, if you're not paying attention, you're tense, you're going to spill it all over the place. Well, that's overthinking. When you're not focused and you're not relaxed and you're not calm, you're all over the place with your thoughts. That's what happens. That's exactly what happens. 
When we're not in control, that means we're what? Out of control. When we're overthinking, that means we're not in control of our thinking. That's all it really means. We're not relaxed. We're not calm. We're not focused. We're, we're all over the place. And I know this very well because I used to be on, I used to have ADHD, or that's what I thought I had. I used to believe I had that because that's what everybody says. I have ADHD. I have ADD. Like, that's what everybody says when they can't focus. The issue is not that you can't focus. The issue is that you've never learned how to focus. I just said it. You were taught the language that you speak. You were taught how to tie your shoe. You were taught how to put on your clothes. You were taught how to write, how to read. But were you ever taught how to relax? Were you ever taught how to focus? Were you ever taught how to meditate? No, we were not taught these things. So the vast majority of us are just learning these things for the very first time in our lives. And of course, when you learn something for the very first time, you're a rookie. You have no experience. It's new for you. So to have this expectation that you're going to be perfect is unreasonable. So that's the reality. Nobody's fault, by the way. But that is the problem. You were never taught how to relax. You were never taught about self-control. You were never taught how to focus. You were told to focus. Hey, you need to focus. Hey, you need to have a better attitude. Hey, you need to be positive. Hey, you need to pay attention. But no one ever said, hey, here's how you pay attention. Here's how you focus. Here's how you relax. No one ever said that to you. So it's not common for the average person walking down the street to truly understand in their heart what it feels like to feel relaxed, to have self-control, to have focus. Most people are not familiar with that. Well, that's the root cause of overthinking. We're not in control of ourselves. And nobody taught us how to, how to get in control. That's the reality. You see, that's why I said every episode that we do, the goal is for what? You to understand. Not to give you more knowledge. You've already got enough knowledge. You already know what to do. I'm just over here trying to get you to do it. Well, you can't do that if you don't understand how to think for yourself. You don't understand how to control yourself. You don't understand how to be relaxed. Because that's where control is located, when you're relaxed. That's when you're in a high vibration. That's when you're in a creative state. That's where you're kind of in flow, as they would call it, when you're relaxed. But when you're not relaxed, what are you? You're tense. You're uptight. You're all over the place, like I was describing. Right? You don't want to do that. You could see this throughout all sports. Usually, one of the classic quotes in sports is to stop thinking and just do. Because what happens is when you start to think, you hesitate. And then it causes more thinking and more thinking. And now you're overthinking everything and you're never doing anything. It's the same thing in the military. They used to tell us, just make a decision, execute. Execute, execute, execute. Don't think about it. You already know what the plan is. You know what the mission is. You know what the steps are. You've been training this way for the past, for the many years that we've been doing this. Just execute. 
what happens when people fail to do that? They hesitate. Well, we would say when I served in the military, when you hesitate, you can get somebody killed. And that's really what we're doing every day in our lives. We're hesitating when it comes to these decisions that we have to make. We're hesitating when it comes to taking a risk. And what's really happening is we're killing our dreams every time we do that. You don't need to hesitate. And this is where understanding comes into play. Understanding that, listen, you don't need to know the how, and you don't need to know the way, and you don't need to know the means in order to make a decision and step out and execute. You don't need that. In fact, those are never going to show up until you step out and execute. That's when those answers come up. But when people don't have that understanding, they hesitate because they say, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So why would I make that decision? And then they overthink it. Or they say, well, I don't see how I can have, I, I have time for all this. They're overthinking. When you say you don't have time, that's a lazy excuse. That means you don't know how to prioritize. That's what that means. Because you're always going to make time for the things that matter to you. Always. So the issue is never that you don't have time. The issue is that you don't know how to prioritize. That's understanding. When someone doesn't understand that, they overthink their decisions. When they use the excuse, they don't have time. Or when people say, well, you know what? I don't have the money. I, I can't start that business. They're overthinking it. Who said you needed money to start the business? Do you need the money exactly right now to start your business? Do you need all of the money right now to start? Or could you start with where you are right now with what you have? You know the answer to that already. But people overthink it. They don't keep it simple. I was saying this yesterday. One of the best things we could ever do is keep it simple. Keep it simple for ourselves. And that's what I love doing. And I hear it from a lot of you guys, but I always want to make sure when I do these shows that it's simple, that it's not complicated, that you could do something about it, that you can understand it. We live in a time where people are starting to become aware of mindset. So I already come into these shows knowing that you've already heard what I've said probably a thousand times already. You probably have read the book before. You've either heard of the book. You've saw a quote. You've saw some TikToks. You've watched YouTube videos. You've you listened to audiobooks. I'm not naive to think that you've heard what I'm saying. Here's the difference, though. Everything I'm saying, I want to say it in a way that gets you to do it because that's where the understanding comes into play. That's where we stop the overthinking and we execute. So more knowledge is not going to be the answer for you here. It's going to be you making a decision to actually step out and do things that prevent you from overthinking in the first place. That is really what's required. And I'm going to tell you what those things are. But as I digress, the issue is we overthink it when we really don't have to. Life is as simple as we want it to be. It's not complicated. We are the ones that complicate it. It's our thinking that compl complicates it. It's very simple. If you look at nature, if you look at the way the universe works, if you look at everything around you, it's simple. It's not complicated. It really is simple. But we, you, have been trained to complicate it. Because no one taught you how to make it simple. Again, it goes back to the understanding issue. 
We're not taught how to make things simple. Were you taught how to make things simple? Were you taught how to take something that seems to be very complicated and just say, hey, how can I make this simple for myself? Were you ever taught how to do that? No. So you naturally complicate everything, which is more overthinking. So we know what the problem is. There's a lack of understanding of how to be in control of yourself. Uh, there's a lack of understanding of how to be relaxed or get yourself in a relaxed state. Um, and there's a lack of understanding of how our environment plays a role in all this. So let's get into these five steps. These five steps, I'm going to actually write them down because I want to make sure I don't skip any of them. And you guys may want to write these down as I go through them, of course. Right? Uh, let's see here. There we go. All right. So, here we go. The first one is meditation. Meditation. There are so many forms of meditation. So, the answer is not which meditation is the best. Meditation in its most simple form. You sitting down or laying down, putting some music on, shutting your eyes, shut off the distractions, and relaxing. That's as simple as it gets. You're, you shouldn't be, well, what type of, here we go, overthinking. Don't worry about the best meditation. Do you even understand the concept of meditation is where you want to put your focus on? Now, why is this so important? Because meditation teaches you to do what we were just saying that most people lack. It teaches you how to relax. That's what meditation helps you do. It helps you calm your mind down. It helps you feel relaxed. Disconnect from the world. That's why we love movies so much. It takes our mind somewhere else. Well, meditation may not take your mind somewhere else, depends on what meditation you're doing. But if you do it correctly, you will feel like you're not in your environment anymore. You should feel like you're relaxed. You know, it's like taking a pause to the game. The, 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 your life is a video game and you hit pause. You know, and the good thing about that is what? Well, the more you do meditation, the better you get at calming down, the better you get at relaxing, the better you get at, um, I would call it this way, um, not combating, but balancing out your exposure to being stimulated every day. So we live in a time where we're overly stimulated, constantly distracted. Well, what are we doing to balance that out? Most people don't do anything. What you want to do to balance that out, what you want to do to balance that out is meditation. Now, uh, there's been quite a few occasions. Actually, I did it yesterday. I showed you guys what I would do. I put on some music, you know, sit in my chair right here, just close my eyes. Take a deep breath and relax. 
And did you know, even if you just did it for 30 seconds, that makes a huge difference. And you could take it from 30 to a minute, from a minute to two minutes, two minutes to four minutes, four minutes to eight minutes. I mean, you could really build your meditation up for extended period of, period of time. Now, I'm not of the belief that you need to meditate for an hour because I know there are people out there that say that. I'm of the belief that you should have some form of meditation that you're doing because you're living in a different time than people 100 years ago. You're overly stimulated. You're exposed to distraction at an all-time level. I mean, just compare life today to 100 years ago as it relates to what you're exposed to. It's, it's not even a comparison. It's unprecedented. Meaning your level of distractions that you're experiencing today, I don't think we can even comprehend the amount that we're exposed to. So we need to balance that out. We need to find pockets where we can relax, calm our minds down. So meditation is definitely the first one. And I don't, I'm not saying you have to meditate for an hour, even if you just did it for 30 seconds. That's better than never doing it. Okay? What's the second thing that you should be doing if you want to stop the overthinking? Well, you got to learn the habit of living in the present moment. And this is where we address the focus issue. So we talked about meditation where we're addressing the relaxation issue, right? What was the problem? We don't know how to relax. We were never taught how to relax. Well, what do we do about it? We learn meditation. Meditation will teach you how to relax. That's one. Step number two is what? We live in the present moment. This teaches us to do what? Focus. Again, you were told to focus, but were you ever taught how to focus? And by the way, meditation helps you learn to focus as well. But I would also say living in the present moment helps you focus. So here's the practical thing and how you live in the present moment. I always tell people, live your life one hour at a time. Live your life one hour at a time. That doesn't mean you have goals that you want to uh, achieve in the next year. Doesn't mean you don't have a vision for the next 5, 10, 20 years. What it means is after you've established all that and you know where you're going, now what you're going to do is focus on the next 60 minutes. You're not you're going to stop thinking about 10 years from now. You're going to stop thinking about next week or tomorrow or even tonight. You're just going to focus on right now. I hope that one of my biggest experiences I ever got from the military, one of the biggest lessons I ever got was when I went to my officer training uh, uh, school. And I did that not knowing, like, I'm able to tell you now so you can understand, but I didn't know that then. I just thought it was a great idea. It just, one day I was there, we were, we would call it getting smoked, you know, where they make you do push-ups and jumping jacks and run around with your rifle over your head and all this stuff. And then I just started thinking, man, I know they're going to play these games with us right now. And this is going to go on for quite a bit. This is going to go on for the next eight weeks. So how do I, I, and I was thinking, well, why don't I just focus on making it to the next meal? Because that's usually how the schedule went is in the military. You, you have wake up, then you have morning meal, 
and then you have whatever you're doing after that and then you have the afternoon meal and then you got whatever you're doing after that and then you have your evening meal and then you have lights out there's really five phases to your day wake up morning meal afternoon meal evening meal lights out it's the way that it goes in training so i said well why don't i just when i wake up just focus on making it to the morning meal i won't think about lunch i won't think about dinner I won't think about what we're going to learn today. I won't think about any of that. Just if I can focus on doing what I'm supposed to do from wake up to the morning meal, I should be good. Now, when I was in the officer training, what did we do between wake up and the morning meal as we worked out? We had to do physical fitness training. So that's all I was focused on. Well, we make it to morning meal after I'm finished eating. Now I'm saying, okay, all I got to do is make it to the afternoon meal. That's it which is like another three hours or so. Um, and so we we go in a classroom or we'd be, we, we would be doing training, whatever it is. And on my mind the whole time is, all I got to do is just make it to afternoon meal. And when I got to the afternoon meal, it's the same thing. All I got to do is make it to evening. That's it. If I could just make it to the evening meal, I'm good. Make it to the evening meal, then it's like, all I got to do is make it to lights out. That's all I got to do. And so what's happening? What's happening is I'm causing myself to just focus on what I'm doing right now to get to the next milestone. There's this concept that I also learned in the military is when you're training, when you're running, you use light poles. So if you're a person who knows what I'm talking about, you run outside, you know, you're going to pass by light poles all the time or you're gonna pass by intersections, right? Or blocks, right? So what do you do? You say, all right, all I gotta do is sprint from this beginning of this intersection to the next one. And then that's it. And once I get to that intersection, then I'll focus on the next intersection. When I get to that intersection, then I'll focus on the next one. Or when I get to this light pole, then I'll focus. I'm not looking ahead. I'm focused on right now doing the best that I can. I think you guys are getting the point. One hour at a time is how I've been able to take that concept and reduce it down to something very simple. One hour at a time. Your calendar should reflect that, by the way. If you're a person that you don't even look at your calendar, you don't even know what you're doing today, that might be the cause of overthinking because you don't have clarity in your mind. There's no order. There's no structure. Now, I'm not telling you to be, uh, you know, aggressive with your calendar and be very strict. What I'm telling you is to provide some level of clarity and structure throughout your day. The time you're going to wake up. What do you do after you wake up for the next hour? What do you do after that? And what do you do after that? All of our schedules are different, but you're the one that gets to prioritize. And that's where the prioritization comes in. You need to put it on your calendar. You need to know what you're going to be doing today and you need to block it out. That's my absolute uh, recommendation for people. Now, I'm not telling you to block out all 24 hours. What I am telling you is practice living your life one hour at a time and just watch what happens because you stop worrying about next week, tomorrow, a couple of months from now, Christmas. We know Christmas is coming. We know that. Why are you worrying about it already? Stop it. Just focus on what you're going to do today. Today matters more than Christmas. Christmas isn't, isn't even here yet. That's the point. You got to live in the present moment. So step number one to stop yourself from overthinking 
is start meditating, even if it's just 30 seconds a day. Step number two is live your life one hour at a time. Structure your life one hour at a time. If you're a person who works from home, it's very essential to do this and um, that you know what you're doing today, okay? Now, number three, and this is where I don't think a lot of people speak about this quite often, but they should, is your environment. It's your environment. I was just telling uh, one of my clients yesterday, get this. So studies have shown today, without a doubt, that your environment impacts your cells in your body. Meaning you could be born with some you know, precursors to developing a disease because your mother had it or your father had it, right? You could uh, be at risk for a particular disease. However, you know what trumps that? Your environment. See, when you're in an environment that's in a high vibration, when you're in an environment that makes you feel relaxed, your cells are vibrating in, the, in a healthy way. But when you're in a bad environment, your body starts to react to that. And that influences your thoughts. You see, if you're in an environment where it's dirty, clutter, hoarder situation, things are all over the place and there's no organization, how does that really make you feel? Think about that. Think about it. How does it make you feel? That's number one. So what does your desk look like? What does your room look like? What does your home look like? What does your office look like? Now, for people who say, well, you know, Devorah, I'm still able to be productive. You could be more productive if your environment promoted relaxation and promoted creativity. You see, being in clutter causes you to get anxiety. And you don't want that. Right. So the second part of your environment is you got to clean it up. Now, what is the level you should get your environment to? And I was telling my wife this, and I think this is just spot on. I really believe it would be in everybody's best interest around the world to make their homes look like it's an Airbnb. Half the stuff we have in our home, we don't even need. We're just holding on to it. It's just taking up space. And although that sounds extreme, it's not. I'm not telling you to get rid of 100% of everything you have. What I am telling you is to clear up your space. Stop having things on your desk that, that doesn't make you feel good. Clean up. Organize. That's why when we go out of town on a vacation, doesn't it feel good to walk into a hotel or walk into an Airbnb and you're like, oh my God, it's clean in here. Oh, I'm relaxed. It's creative. It's beautiful. They got some plants. They got some nice, you know, <laughs> I think you guys get what I'm saying. Well, we don't do that for ourselves. You should do that. You should turn your home into a beautiful place that you live. I think a lot of people never take the time out to actually do that. Now, for the entrepreneurs in the room, this is why there's always a business because there should be somebody going around and doing this for people. Hey, you want to take your home from being cluttered to being clear and 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 a nice place and the atmosphere is good and the ambiance is is relaxing, you know, I'll help you, right? That's 
business idea. But anyways, I digress. Um, that could do the so many wonders for you. So how does your environment look? Now, I'm spending a little time on this step three on this environment because there's more to it than that as well. So not only is it cleaning up your environment, getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of, you know, this hoarder atmosphere, get rid of that. And by the way, psychologically, this is amazing because it it helps you practice the habit of letting things go. You want to know why you have a hard problem letting things go? Because you keep holding on to everything, not just mentally, but physically. Let it go. Now, here's an addition to this is the, the stimulants in your environment. So today, we have the ability to change the brightness in our offices or at home for the most part. And even if your, your home's not wired that way, you can always go down to Target or Walmart or on Amazon and find the lighting uh, to that, that you can control the temperature. You can control how bright and how dim it is. Well, why is that so important? Well, get this. I have this light on right here. That's very stimulating. See how dark I am now? Now, if I turn this on, I'm bright. Well, if I have this on my face 24-7, you know, that's stimulating me constantly, right? That's stimulating me. That's not making me feel relaxed. So what have I done to balance that out? I have this, um, this warm light, this warm light right here. And most of the times what I attempt to do is turn this off. When I really feel like I'm overly stimulated, I'll turn this light off and then I will do what I'm doing, you know, and there's been times where I've had headaches and this was actually making it worse. So I've had, I've had to turn that off. What does this have to do with overthinking? Because you're overly stimulated. You know, you need to look at the lights in your office and at your home and see if you can do something about your lighting that makes you feel relaxed. Put a warm light on your desk, not a bright one. Very simple thing to do. Again, most of these things don't cost you any money. Get in a warm light, that's, that's cheap. You get that at the dollar store probably. But anyhow, um, now I happen to be someone who's creating content. That's the only reason why I have this bright light. If I wasn't creating content, I wouldn't have a demand for this light. I, I do this video podcast. I shoot TikTok. So of course, I'm going to need this. But if I didn't... If I didn't need that, I wouldn't need this, you know? So again, I think that's a nuance. Maybe you're a person who isn't like me. You're, you're not on video. You don't need to be on video. There's no reason to have this light. But what you could do also, if you happen to be somewhere where you do have a light like that on your ceiling, is um, figure a way out to add a warm light and don't turn that one on. That could be something that could make you feel more relaxed. Environment is everything. It's everything. Now, this last point, and it's a smaller one, but I really believe it does make uh, a, an impact, is not just the lighting in the room, but are you next to a window? There's something creative about sitting next to a window. When you're in a room and there's no windows, I don't know about you, but it does not really make me feel the best. I feel more relaxed and more creative when I'm able to look out the window and see trees or see the sky, there's something to it. Again, I think that's more of a personal thing for me. That might 
do something for you. But if you're a person who especially has a problem with overthinking and you do work from home, I would recommend you put your desk next to a window. Now, there's a drawback to that, obviously, which would be noise. You know, if you live in a neighborhood where you have landscapers that come around, then you know when you're sit you're sitting next to a window, that may be an issue. But other than that, I think that's the best thing that you could do. So if you're just here for the very first time, you're trying to figure out what are we talking about? We're talking about how do you stop overthinking? Well, step number one is meditation. Even if it's just for 30 seconds. Why? Because meditation teaches you how to relax. You were not taught how to relax when you were a kid. You were told to relax. And what did they do? They sent you to the corner, stand in the corner. Well, that's not relaxing, right? So you want to learn how to relax intentionally. Meditation will help you do that. Um, and also, yoga can help you do that as well, for the record. Uh, number two is live your life one hour at a time. Structure your day one hour at a time. That doesn't mean you may be doing something that will last four hours and you can't do that. It just means that you know from 8 a.m. to, let's say, 11 a.m., this is what you're focusing on. And you're not thinking about um, the rest of the day. You're not thinking about tonight. You're just thinking about right now, what am I focusing on for the next 60 minutes? Okay? Uh, that's the second thing that you could do. Number three is your environment. Environment is everything. I was just talking about how your you know, the way things are on your desk, your room, your home, your office, it is very important. I think it is absolutely worth the money if you have to pay someone to come in and tidy things up for you. It's absolutely worth it because your happiness is worth it. Your sense of calmness and feeling relaxed is, there's no price to that. That's why we all love massages. We all love spas and jacuzzis. We love those things, but we seem not to really take those things uh, more seriously. And you should, especially if you overthink it. Um, here's the other thing, not just what you have going on around you and all this clutter and cleaning it up, but the lighting, how stimulated are you? You know, change out the lighting to get yourself to feel relaxed, sit next to a window. If you can, um, that makes you feel creative, right? There's something about nature that really makes me, um, feel that way. Now there was one more thing I forgot to mention about environment. And I think this is something today uh, that we that everyone's able to do. If I were you, instead of listening to ESPN, instead of listening to the news, instead of listening to mindless things on YouTube, play relaxing music in the background while you're doing whatever you're doing. Play music that you emotionally will feel relaxed. Don't play music you have no reaction to. Find the music, search for it, you know, cycle through them, see what works for you, see what doesn't. You know, I can't say, hey, here's the best binaural beat audio you should listen to. No, because everybody's different. Certain frequencies, certain tones work for you, may not work for me. So find some music, whether it's classical music, whether it's instrumental music, whether it's um, a cinematic music, or if it's binaural beats, find music that has no lyrics, that you can play in the background softly, that makes you feel relaxed. And I and I would add that on to what you're doing every day, okay? So that'd be number three. Number three, 
What's the fourth thing you can do to stop overthinking is to keep things super simple. Keep it super simple. I learned this concept in the military. Everything is simple in the military. A, B, C, one, two, three. That's how it is. It's always broken down that way. And the, and the way that they teach you, they teach you in three phases. First, we're going to crawl. Then we're going to walk. And then we're going to run. First, we're going to teach you what the book says. Then we're going to help you walk through what the book said. And then you're going to do it on your own. Everything is very simple. Very simple. The problem is this, is outside of the military, that's not the way companies run. That's not usually the way life has been presented to us. So we never grasp this idea of keeping it simple. That's why I was saying earlier, we have this habit of overcomplicating things because no one ever told you how to keep it super simple. And that's what you want to do. This fourth thing is keeping it super simple for yourself. Now, how does that actually look and and what do we mean when we say that? Well, uh, it can mean a multitude of things. For example, uh, instead of trying to live a life where you're doing a thousand things every day, why don't you just live a life where you are going to do only six things or less a day? You know, um, try to minimize the amount of things you have to do every day. Uh, keep it simple for yourself. Don't don't create a to do list that has 50 items on it. That's complication right there. Maybe create a to do list with the six most important things you have to get done today. That's it. Just six or three. You could do three. Because some things you don't need to write down, you know you're going to do. So maybe just write down the things that are high priority. That if you did them today, they would help you feel like it was a successful day. That's keeping it simple. And this applies to everything else. How can you keep it simple for yourself? Some of you guys are attempting to get in shape. Maybe you're trying to better your health. Keep it simple. You don't need a crazy workout program. You don't need a crazy nutritional program. Just keep it simple for yourself. Now, I'll give you guys a great example. When it comes to nutrition for me, it's very simple. I'll have coffee in the morning. Then I'll have some toast or avocado toast. Uh, we... We, I wasn't able to eat our oatmeal recently. Uh, we got to get some more. But a perfect day would be coffee, uh, oatmeal, avocado toast, smoothie, and a meal. That's a perfect day. Very simple. There's nothing complicated about that nutrition plan. There's nothing complicated. And then my, which I don't even have it on my desk right now, my w water can. Just keep filling up. Drink water. Boom. Done. We don't buy plastic bottles. We have a water can that we can refill. Very simple. Keep it simple. Um, you know, going to the gym or going on a run is something you can do. Keep it simple. It's very simple to go jogging. It's very simple to go running. It's very simple to go hiking. It's very simple to uh, cycle. It's very simple to swim. None of those things are really complicated. But when you're trying to say, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to get into this whole bodybuilding thing. Okay, you get to keep it simple for yourself first. Right? And that's where this concept, I also, I'm giving you guys a lot of lessons I learned in the military, but it really is still uh, relevant today. Um, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. 
You want to keep it simple for yourself, although it may seem like you're going slow in the beginning, but actually what's happening is you going slow in the beginning is help, it helps you make this process a very smooth transition. And then that smooth transition turns, it starts to speed up and then it just becomes normal. So keeping it super simple for yourself is very important. Very, very important. And I've simplified my business the same way. I do the podcasts. I get on calls. I do the coaching calls. I create content. It's pretty much it. There's nothing more to that than that's it. That's really all I'm doing. And then the last thing is marketing. But that's about it. I don't want to do anything else because that would be overcomplicating everything. So you got to ask yourself, how can you keep things super simple? How can you keep it super simple? How could you just do one thing differently? How could you stop doing a thousand things and reduce it down to just six things a day? You may need to ask for help. You may need to, or you may need to think uh, about applying a different approach to what you're doing every day, but you want to keep it as simple as possible. Now, this last step uh, is more about what I always teach. And that's about knowing where you're going in your life. Knowing where you're going. And not just knowing it, believing it. So once you're clear on what you want, you got to believe it. And once you do, the overthinking doesn't seem to get in the way at that point. When you believe and you're locked in on whatever it is that you want, you're not overthinking. You're focused on it. And that could be something that can be very helpful for you. I find that we get confused. We start to overthink everything. We start to get off track when, we've, when we're confused. We're, we've lost clarity. We've disconnected from the goal, the target. We're no, longerly, we're no longer emotionally involved in it anymore. We're just somewhere else. We've been distracted with something. You know, somebody told us we needed to do this before we could do that. And now we're over here thinking, oh, well, should I do that? And now it's it's over. So it's very important that once you've made your de decision on what you're going to do and what you want in your life, do not allow anything to stop you. Because once you lock in on that, it's like a missile. Once, once it's locked in on its target, nothing's stopping it. Well, that's how you have to be. You got you to be all in and locked in on what you want. And if you find yourself overthinking, you got to ask yourself, how focused am I on this goal? How, how do I emotionally feel about this goal? Do I believe I can do this? And that's where I said, if you live your life one hour at a time and you are focused on the things like, okay, let me put it to you this way. So, in the Purpose Blueprint course, the very last step is writing in your journal. That's what this is right here. Writing in your journal. And this journal is what helps me and everyone else who has a copy of this stop overthinking so much. Because the journal clearly states, uh, let me go back, sorry about that. It clearly states, where am I going Here's my purpose. Here's the vision. Here's the goal. I know where I'm going. How do I need to think? 
how do I need to act? It's written out right here. Okay. We turn the page. Well, what am I doing in the next 24 hours to move in that direction? And then what am I grateful for? So these things simplify everything that you're doing, you know, um, and you got to have something like that for yourself. Now, if you're a person who maybe you don't have a copy of this, well, that's where you should join the university because inside the university is the purpose blueprint course and the journal that shows you all, all of that. And I'll walk you through how to use it. So, there are a multitude of ways that you can stop the overthinking. I give you five practical things that you can do. Number one is learn the art of meditating every day, 30 seconds at least. Just learn what it feels like to stop everything you're doing, turn off the phone, turn off distractions, put on some relaxing music, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and relax your body. Number two, one hour at a time. Just one hour at a time. Don't focus on tomorrow, next week, next year. You already know where you're going. Don't focus on that. Now focus on what am I doing right now? What am I going to focus on right now? Live in the present moment. And practical things I had said for you to do is structure your day a little better. Put it on your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, you're not doing it. Have that attitude. Number three, environment is everything. Is your desk organized? Is it free from clutter? What about your home? What about your office? Now, a caveat is I know some of you guys are business owners. And so you're going to have a messy office. You're going to have a messy environment. That does not give you justification to never organize it. So again, this is where you may have to pay someone to come in and keep it organized for you. That's okay. That's actually that that that's actually an amazing investment. And if you're not that person who owns your own business and, you know, you just have a dirty home and you just can't bring yourself to organize it properly, just pay someone to come in and do it. And they'll do it. Uh change up the lighting. We're overly stimulated, we're overly distracted with everything, our phones, or the lights, you know. Um let's change out some of the lights. Let's dim things down a little bit. Go to the warm light, not the bright one. Play some relaxing music in the background while you're working so you can focus. Sit next to a window. That's when I say environment. That's why I say environment. Number four, keep things super simple for yourself. Hit it. Don't try to go off and do a hundred different things. See if you can keep things to three tasks or less. Usually when I'm teaching uh, and I'm doing these shows, some of you guys may have noticed, some of you guys may have not, I attempt to always keep things three points or less. I tell you what I'm going to tell you. Then I get you to see what the actual problem is. Then I tell you what the solution is. And then I give you the steps to implement it. That's really the format that I follow. It's that simple. I, I keep it super simple on how I do the podcast. I keep it super simple when I coach my clients. What is the situation? What is the exact problem? 
Okay, what's the solution? So what are the steps? You know, it's very simple. The curriculum that I teach everyone, very simple. You got to have clarity. Then you got to change your mindset. Then you got to move into action. Very simple. Are you keeping it super simple for yourself? Is your day structured in a simple way? That's something you, you, can, you have total control over. Uh, and then lastly is making sure that you are clear on what you're doing with your life. Because if you're not clear on what you're doing with your life, of course, you're going to be thinking about that all day long. So you got to take some time, if you haven't already, in getting clear on what you want to do. What are the steps you're going to take to apply what you know already? This is the whole thing about the Purpose Blueprint course in the university. That's exactly what you get. It helps you take what you already have an idea of what you want and sit down and get clear on what you're going to do about it. That's why nobody really takes action. They don't know what to do. They don't have a plan. And this is why Napoleon Hill is dead on. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential power. You have to organize this knowledge into a plan of action and apply it to a definite end. That's what the Purpose Blueprint course helps you do. Helps you take the knowledge of what you want, helps you organize it into a plan of action and apply it to a definite end, a goal. And so that is the fifth thing that you could do to stop with the overthinking. So which one of these things are you going to make a commitment to do? Put your answers in the comment section. Which one of these things is going to be very simple for you to do? Remember, we want to keep it super simple. So which one of these steps can you start doing today because you feel, you know what, that is something simple I can do. Which one would it be for you? Put your answers in the comment section. All right. Let's get to questions. Questions, questions, questions. I'm going to make sure that people on YouTube can see the chat. Trust. All right. Let's bring you guys up on the screen here. All right, there we go. Now, as a reminder, some of you guys know this already, some of you guys don't. We are ho hosting a workshop on Thursday, which is tomorrow uh, at 6 p.m. California time. It is recorded, by the way. This is going to be over Zoom. This workshop is all about helping you dissolve your deepest limiting beliefs. So I have given you five steps to follow, um, but if you don't believe... Uh, you're going to have a hard time doing this and make it in a habit. Um, if you don't believe you're worthy of a life where you don't overthink, um, you might want to look at that workshop. 
Uh, and to be a part of that workshop is going to mean that you uh, need to go over to the link in the bio. All right. So I am so happy this guy returned. Um, oh, is he permanently blocked? Let me make sure he's permanently blocked. Yeah, let me let me see something here. There we go. Oh, I'm not trying to do all that. What is get out of that? There we go. All right, I think he's he's blocked as well. Okay. Um Richard Lee Fraser. Hold on, let me do something. Oh, you know what? I don't think I could do it right now. I think I'm going to have to wait. Actually, let me go on my other phone. Hold on, guys. If you're if you're new and you don't know what's going on is we we've been having someone who claims to be a pastor and share the gospel but comes on and trolls our comments. So we're going to have to permanently block this person because he has fallen victim to his negative thinking. And it really doesn't have to be that way. Uh, well, that's interesting. He's got two accounts. So is that even the, the same guy? Okay, perfect. All right. Well, we'll we'll block them both just to make sure. Okay. All right. I apologize for anybody who has been exposed to that. All right. Let's see here. All right, can you talk about overthinking with emotions and love? Yeah, you know, one of the things you have to do uh, when it comes to things like that is you have to remind yourself of what the truth is. When we get into overthinking, we're getting ourselves away from the facts. We're getting ourselves away from the truth. So one of the things that you can do when you find yourself doing this is ask yourself, am I thinking about opinions? Am I allowing opinions to dominate my mind? Or are these really the facts? Sometimes you also have to understand that that's just your mind doing its thing. Meaning when you have a limiting belief or you've had a negative experience, it's natural for you to think negatively in the future when something reminds you of that or triggers it. So you just have to understand that that's what's happening. And so when it happens, you're just telling yourself, oh yeah, this is not really true. This is just the old way of thinking. All right, let's see. Oh. Let's see. I find meditation so hard and impossible. How can you not think without falling asleep? Well, if anybody knows about that, that would be me. I'm a guy that I, I can go into a massage and fall asleep. 
<laughs> I used to, um, um, when I would do longer meditations, I would definitely fall asleep. That's why I say keep it to 30 seconds, a few minutes. You know, I'm a person who can naturally fall asleep in any environment. You know, I'm the guy that's in your passenger seat and five minutes into the drive, I'm already asleep. Like that's how relaxed I can get. So I'm telling you that because it's possible for you not to have that issue anymore. You just kind of have to change. Like when you say that you find it hard, you know, just kind of let that idea go because it's not impossible. What you got to do and listen, we can do it right now. It's really simple. It's really simple. We can literally do it right now. All you have to do is go over to youtube.com. Type in the search uh, option by Neural Beats and it will already come up. So just click the first option. And of course, you're going to have a thousand different options. Um, so just click on one. And let it play. Let it play. And then just close your eyes and relax. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. So I'm playing this right now to give you an example. It's, it's this simple. It's not really that complicated. You play the music, close your eyes, breathe in and out, and you just keep breathing in and out, and you keep telling yourself, I'm relaxed, I feel relaxed, you just tell yourself that in your mind, and you're going to get relaxed, and once you feel relaxed, you can stop if you want. You don't have to keep going. But, I mean, it is that simple. Um, you don't have to do it for 5 or 10 minutes. Just do it for 30 seconds. And also, um, there's other things to do as well. Because there's also meditations where you do focus on one thing. You may focus on a particular sound. You may focus on a particular word. Or you could focus on visualizing your goal. Right? So you can definitely do that. All right. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, oh, decline. Yeah. So, again, everybody has a different interpretation of what meditation is. Everybody has a different belief on how you should do meditation. That's not why I'm here. I'm only saying for you to learn the very simple fundamentals of meditation, which is to relax yourself. It's the fundamental thing of meditation is relaxation. It's to relax your mind, to relax your body. 
That's what meditation is there for. Now, a lot of people have different opinions on how you should do meditation, what you should do it for. Don't get caught up in all that. Just keep it, I just said it, keep it super simple. Keep it super simple. Environment I notice plays a huge influence on me. Exactly. When my house is a mess, I do tend to overthink. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, guys. Um, some of you guys are saying that you're going to declutter your home and, and be more minimalistic. You know, what you want to do is just focus on the purpose of that. Um, you want to focus on making sure that when you walk into your home, you're not feeling overwhelmed. And for some people, they may get rid of 95% of the things they have. And for others, they may get rid of 30% and they feel a difference. So you got to find what works for you. My first time here and I feel so much better. That's why we're here. We love it. Thanks for joining. Thank you for your advice today. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Okay, here we go. So here's here are the answers to you, to the question I asked. Yeah, meditation, good. Taking things one hour at a time. The right energy to have during the day. Mastering the basics. How do we join the workshop? The link is in my bio. The link is in my bio. It's called, uh, it'll just say, you know, join the workshop. How do you keep a positive mindset? Even with these tips, some days might be hard. Well, I don't really get, I don't think like that. I'm not thinking about the hard days, you know. Um, don't worry about that. Just one day at a time. Do the best that you can. You have, this is the other thing about life, is that you're going to have days that are not as good as others. That doesn't mean you get caught up in it and dwell on it. So how do I keep a positive mindset? is I treat days that are bad and I treat days that are good as the same. They both are necessary. The bad days remind me of how grateful I am for the good days. It reminds me of what I need to work on. Uh, it reminds me of the growth that has occurred um, because I may not be react reacting in the same way I did in the past. So it's a, it, th th those days, I'm just as grateful for those days as I am for the good days. Um, that's how you maintain a positive mindset. This live is really on time. I needed this. Thank you. You're welcome. 
All right, let's see about questions on YouTube. Let's see here. All right. Quite powerful. The light example, I like that. And another one. The first three I will immediately implement. Is there a difference between overthinking and overanalyzing? I mean, you could really lump them up in the same thing. Maybe overanalyzing is, um, you know, cousin or a byproduct of overthinking. But regardless, uh, you're doing you're you're not in control of yourself either way. And so the big overarching message to stop overthinking is self-control, is getting yourself into a relaxed state. So whether you are overanalyzer, your uh, information overload, you're trying to get too much information or you're overthinking, it's all the same thing is, is you're not relaxed. You're not keeping things super simple for yourself. There's no organization to your life. There's probably clutter all over the place, right? Um, these meditation is not something you commonly do, so you don't know even know how to relax. Uh, and so, yeah, that that's what happens. One hour at a time, prioritizing your day properly. So that's again, that's why, you know, if you're overanalyzing, if you're gathering more information, that will never help you. It's you applying. And moving forward and executing, that really relieves a lot of pressure. The pressure happens when we stop and we're not going to do anything. And we just keep piling on these questions and more information. And that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Good question, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Why don't allow? Why why not allow anything to stress you that has no sense to stay in the mind unless it has? I'm not too sure what you're trying to say. Meaning that it is important to think about and act that way. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Again, I have to say this every show. Sometimes you guys have to kind of look at what you're writing before you hit send because it's not it's not grammatically in a way where I can even understand what you're saying. Uh, let's see here. Do you think journaling helps or does it get you caught up with overthinking the future? Um, no. No, not at all. I, I just think that if it depends on... It depends on your understanding of journaling and what are you doing. So the way I journal is very simple. The way I journal is the same. I write down the same thing every day for the most part, except for the six things I'm going to do tomorrow. But other than that, it's the same purpose, the same vision, the same goal. I'm not really getting caught up in the future. I'm just writing these things down to remind me on what I should focus on, how I should be acting. Um, and I'm writing down what I'm grateful for. It's really that simple. I don't think it's really complicated. I think it gets complicated 
when you get the journals and they're asking you a thousand different questions and they want you to plan out your entire day, I think that's excessive. I don't think you need to do that. I think you just need to be clear on the the uh, the goal, the target. You need to be clear on why you're moving in that direction. You need to be clear on what are you doing in the next 24 hours to move in that direction. And I also think you should be doing gratitude to remind yourself of what you're grateful for, which puts you in a great uh, vibration. I mean, I think those are the basic essentials. Yeah. I mean, listen, I know a lot of people who just start and it's not complicated for them. So it's all a belief at the end of the day. I don't believe this is complicated. I don't think it's complicated for new people. I don't think it's complicated for older people. That's my belief system. Now, I have that belief system because I was a new person. I I did start it. I did have my own beginning of my own journey, and I've coached a lot of people through their uh, beginning of their own journey, and, and it never came off complicated. It's actually really simple. Really simple. Uh, let's see here. Quick question. How do you stop overthinking on situations, especially about what could possibly go wrong? Well, there's a couple of ways you can approach it. Number one, what if it does go wrong? Then what? What if it does? Then what? Is it the end of the world? Is it the end of your life? Um, that's one way to approach it. The other way to approach it uh, is to start focusing on what's, what is the truth. I mean, wasting your time thinking about what could possibly go wrong, that's a, that's a habit. You can change that. You just got to practice focusing on what you, sh that's why I said, living your hour one at a time can do you so many wonders. Because the only reason why you're thinking about what could possibly go wrong is because you're already thinking, you're getting ahead of yourself. So don't even think about the future. Don't even think about that. Just what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? Obviously you're watching the show, but after we're finished, what will you be focused on for the next hour? Just focus on that. Don't focus on what ifs. Don't. Here's the other thing. The reason, living in the present moment can be so powerful for you because it gets you to stop thinking about what if. Don't worry about that. What about right now? What are you focused on right now? Uh, let's see here. Great question. Can you touch more on gratitude, how to shift your mindset towards more deserving? I think feeling like you deserve the things that you want is a combination of understanding who you really are and also changing your belief system. Now, let's simplify that. Writing in your gratitude list that you're grateful now that you feel like you deserve the good that you desire could be one practical thing that you do. Right? Um, another thing you could write down is I'm so grateful that I feel like I deserve, or you could write down that I'm grateful that I am deserving, you know, but, I, but you also need to back it up with understanding. Why would you say that? Because you understand that before you are, uh, I'm assuming you are, let me see here. I'm assuming you're a, a woman. So before you're a woman, a mother, uh, before you are a human being, um, if you are from America, before you're an American, you're a spiritual being. 
You have to understand who you really are. You live in a physical body. You're not the thoughts that you have. You have the thoughts, but they're not you. You're experiencing these thoughts, but they're not you. You're, you are the, the non-physical part of you has the ability to observe the thoughts. So they're not you. So when you run that in your head for the next 30 days or so, you'll start to realize that, you know, physically in your environment, um, you need to stop allowing these things to um, get you to believe that you're not worthy of things. You've got to get away from that and realize what the truth really is. Uh, let's see here. Um, if I say it's complicated, I'm. Yeah, that's. Okay, got it. I love the what if conversation. Yeah. So I think it's really that simple, guys. There's really not much to like success is very simple. Success is very simple. The problem is, again, we have a habit of making it complicated when we really don't have to. And here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this. All you have to do is stay clear on what it is that you want and take simple and practical steps every day to move in that direction. The only reason why that becomes complicated is because one, you have a belief system that contradicts what you want. Two, you already have habits of not doing things you know you should be doing. So these are things you have to work on that you have to change over time. And you should focus on just changing one thing at a time about yourself. So that's why I asked you guys the question, what was one thing that you're going to implement today from what we learned? Because that is more, it feels simple to do versus trying to implement all five at the same time. All right. Okay, I think we're coming to the end here. Let's see here. Oh, can I see your comments? Yep, it's easy. Everything is easy if we want it to be. Exactly. The man who tells himself he can or can't, they're always correct. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, there's, again, let's, let's recap. There's a few things that you guys could be doing based on what we talked about today. It's great information, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't apply it. So we, I gave you the five steps to take. Um, and I think one of the practical things to do is meditation. We talked about that. Um, your environment, of course, keeping it super simple for yourself, right? One hour at a time, knowing where you're going which you can figure that out by getting a copy of the Purpose Blueprint Journal. And these are practical things that you can do. 
Now, if you still are having a hard time believing that this is possible for you, or you feel like you do have some beliefs that are going to stop you from following through on the step that you said you're going to do, um, then you definitely should be a part of our workshop tomorrow. Uh, this is a workshop about dissolving your deepest limiting beliefs. Your beliefs are always going to express themselves through your behavior and the perception you have of yourself and your life. Changing your belief system is everything. So why don't you take the time and learn how to do that and actually do it? And that's exactly what's going down tomorrow uh, in our workshop. And you can get access to that by going to the link in my bio and saving your spot. All right. This has been Devore Darkens Live. This has been recorded. You can go back and rewatch this on YouTube and listen to it on Spotify, Google, Apple, or Amazon podcast. And let's see here. Shocking to me when my family doesn't think this way. And on top of that, don't take time to change. Yeah. But you know what? You don't have to put any energy into that because that's not really your concern. Just continue to focus on yourself. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We will see you guys tomorrow. Take care, everyone.